Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of our podcast, History Behind the Scenes. I'm Michael Spencer. And I'm Jacob Davis. And today we are going to be going behind the bean and talking about the history of coffee. A lot of people know what coffee is, and most of the world consumes this beverage. Today we're going to be looking at how it originated, where it came from, and how the influence grew to what it is today, especially in regards to America and our consumption of coffee. Most of us know coffee as a drink that can be made using ground-up coffee beans and water. But did you know that coffee actually comes from a fruit? When you picture coffee, I'm guessing you picture the brown coffee bean. That's it. That would be exactly, that's exactly what I picture. Well, coffee in its most basic form is a cherry-like fruit. And when ripe, the coffee bean can be found in the center of the fruit. I definitely eat cherries, but um, I, I do not brew them. I do not brew them. Yeah, I also like to eat cherries. In fact, you can eat the coffee cherries. Um, if humans weren't able to eat them, we would have never found coffee. So what can you tell us about the origin of coffee, Michael? Well, what can I not tell you would be the better question because there's just, there's so much. There's so much here. Um, we're going to go back all the way to 1000 AD. And I want you to picture a goat herder. But for the sake of a better word, we're going to call him a goat shepherd. A goat shepherd. So we have this, we have this guy and he's shepherding his goats and they're frolicking on the mountaintops and doing what goats do. But they stumble upon some cherry-like berries, and they begin to eat these berries, and then the goats go a little wild, you know, hopping all over the place, frolicking like they do, and they do not sleep. So the goat shepherd is like, hmm, this is a problem, because if my goats aren't sleeping, then I have to do like twice the work at night, you know? So he tries some of these berries, right? And he does not sleep. And he's like, okay, I'm making a connection here. Something's going on. So he shares these berries with some local monks, and they kind of brew some sort of a, a tea, not a coffee, but they use the fruit. And they use it to stay awake during their evening prayers. And this is kind of the birth of coffee. From here, coffee made its way to the Arabian Peninsula, which is modern-day Saudi Arabia and Yemen, and then throughout the Middle East. Now, it started off as a fruit, but in the 13th century, it was finally roasted. And this is where we begin to see coffee as we know it today. Now, the Muslim culture really took a hold of this, and in Mecca, where they have their pilgrimage, it is a religious hotspot, which meant that people were coming there all the time, and this really allowed coffee to take off, and people, day by day, were learning about coffee and discovering it. And then, around 1453, it would be brought north to Constantinople. As coffee was traded and cultivated, it became available to be enjoyed in homes, much like how we have it today. Aside from just the home, it started to become enjoyed in public coffee shops. The first record of a public place serving coffee dates back to 1475. Located in Constantinople, modern-day Istanbul, Kiva Han became the first coffee shop. So what happens in the first coffee shop? These coffee shops were pretty popular because... Alcohol in bars went, went against Muslim religion, so they, they, they acted as an alternative place to gather, and so you could have coffee there, and you could exchange information or just hang out. But since you're not drunk and you're exchanging information, these coffee shops could easily stimulate like radical thinking. And so many sultans during that time banned coffee to prevent gatherings 
which could stir uprising and rebellion. So basically what I'm hearing is that with the introduction of a coffee shop, we have people gathering together, not getting drunk, actually being kind of, you know, having the stimulant of coffee and allowing them to have energy and consult about real life issues. See, I think that's exactly what a coffee shop is today. We gather together and we hang out and we have a nice cup of joe or a latte or something and we just talk about life. And this is how ideas are spread. For sure, for sure. That's, I mean, that, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Like li- libraries and bars, they're, they're similar, but they're also different. Like library, you, you can't have coffee there. Well, you can bring it in, but you, you can't order it there and like have it like at a coffee, like how you would have it at a coffee shop. And then at the bar, you're there, you're there more to like unload, relax, and then have a drink there. But a coffee shop, you can like enjoy it at really any time. You could go there for the morning and then wake up with a coffee. Or you could go there late at night and get some work done. Amen. Maybe Amen. have a decaf, you know? The, the coffee shop has a vibe that just can't be matched by anything else. Moving on to the 1600s, we see that coffee expanded with the coffee shop to Europe. And we began to see some coffee houses in Italy. Now, the Italian traders brought this coffee to Venice, and it starts to spread around the Western Hemisphere. That's what we're seeing. Because coffee came from the Muslims... And the Ottoman Turks, the Pope at the time, Clement VIII, was advised to declare it an infidel threat. An infidel threat. Yeah. That's that's a that's pretty big. That's, that's a that's a big deal. Imagine so, <laughs> if uh, President Biden declared a certain drink an infidel threat or just banned it. That that would be wild because especially if it's coffee, there there would be an uprising. Like a different kind of prohibition. Yeah. Um so this Pope has Pope Clement, he's gotta make a he's gotta make a decision here, right? But he's kind of under the philosophy, don't knock it till you try it. And he's like, I'm going to try this, this, this coffee. But they don't not e- they're not even calling it coffee. You know what they're calling this? They're calling this Satan's drink. Satan's drink. They're, they're, Pure <laughs> they're taking evil. this pretty far. Just because it's coming from the, the Ottoman Turks, they're taking a very strong Com- stand against this. Complete enemies at the time. For sure. So he had some brought to him, Pope Clement, and he tries it. And he was so delighted. Delighted. That rather than banning it, he baptized it. Bap- baptized coffee. Which basically which basically means he gave it a, a, a blessing. And with that, coffee quickly spread in Europe. Yeah. The Pope's blessing. That once people heard about that, I mean it's like it's approved. Yeah. It's not banned. And, and what's crazy, what it's we see. It's not evil because the Pope Pope blessed it, I guess. <laughs> exactly. And what we see is that is that in the midst of, you know, opposing cultures, we see this unification that's brought to the world through coffee. Coffee. Through and if we go back to the origin coffee, through a cherry like berry. Wow, this that, this is one special special fruit. Yeah, that that's profound, honestly. Yeah, and then in, from Europe around, around the 1700s, uh, demand for coffee kept going up, which meant a new market to enter into and cultivate. The Dutch really, really wanted in on this industry. So they hatched a plan to smuggle a coffee plant out of the Arabic port of Mocha. <laughs> so some we got some smuggling action going on here. So first we have the, you know, the tension between the different religions and now we have just straight up just thievery for this for this coffee. For this like even like almost a drug really. Yeah. This stimulant. And so from this the Dutch became the first to commercially transport and cultivate coffee. Wow. 
are, are we gonna are we gonna make a note of this Arabic Arabic port uh, of Mocha? That oh yes, Mocha is a big word in the coffee industry. Yeah, I, I, little little nugget right there. Hold on to that one, folks. And here's another one. The Dutch tried to plant a coffee in India, but they failed there. However, they found success on the island of Java, uh, which is now in modern-day Indonesia. Java is another big word. That is like a like a nickname for coffee. We're hitting all of the coffee Java buzzwords Joe. today. Java Joe. Oh man. What next? <laughs> well, next, uh, coffee came to America, where we have it today. So by this time, coffee had become a morning drink, very much like what we have now, like. I get up in the morning and have coffee. Do you? Uh, I I do. On on the good mornings, I have a cup of coffee for sure. Yep. And so this this morning drink replaced beer and ale, and so that definitely changed how workers started their day. And so you could probably see increases in production because they're not slightly drunk or buzzed. Right. They're rather they're stimulated. stimulated from the coffee. Yeah. Uh huh. With an energy. Then in 1773, the Boston Tea Party occurred. <laughs> and as an alternative, drinking coffee became a patriotic duty and a political statement against England. I love that. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like drinking coffee. <laughs> like you can, it, it doubles now as a political statement and you can enjoy your coffee. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to skip a bit far ahead to 1940. And that's when the U.S. became the importer of 70% of the world's coffee. That's a, well, that's a lot. Yeah, that is. Are we recording right now? We are recording right that's now. That's crazy. I love this. We're just going to go for it. <laughs> so then World War II popped up. And included in an American soldier's ration kit was some instant Maxwell House coffee. So you're going to war and it's cold out and you need something warm to drink. Mm-hmm. You've got some instant coffee. You just heat up some water, pour the coffee in, and boom, there you go. You got there you some, go. a hot cup of Joe right there. Amen. And that's that's a good uh, morale booster for sure. For sure. Um, are we going to move into a little bit more modern times now? Yeah, we can go into the modern times. Okay, so sure. yeah, that's looking at World War II. We're going to talk about something that's a big deal in America right now, and and that would be that would be Starbucks, okay? Um this is where we really see coffee kind of explode in America. What I love is that it grew out of this this patriotic like rebellion just because out of the fact to like spite Europe and be like, no, we're not going to drink tea. We're going to drink coffee. And now it's like this big part of the economy. And now like, we own it. This is a part of us. We drink it so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it's um, everywhere. We're going to look at some of those numbers. So in 1995, more than 400 billion cups consumed annually. Um, and that's at this already point a big time, number. That's that, 1995. That's a massive number. And at this time, coffee is the most popular drink on the planet. Aside from water. As, aside, of as, course. Aside from, from, yeah, aside from water. Now, in 1999, United States coffee consumers spend more than $9 billion in the retail coffee market. Just the retail coffee just, market. Just the retail because they're spending another $8 billion on coffee as a part of the food service market that so um, let's let's d- differentiate the re- retail and then uh, the food service market so retails in like your supermarkets you can buy coffee you buy ground coffee you buy the beans um and then in the food service market that's like your starbucks mm-hmm. you can get um coffee at mcdonald's yeah uh that's what they sell at cafes when you get coffee yeah that's a 
this is that that's a lot of money. That's a big economy right there. Yeah, and, and then fast forward 2009, traditional coffee sales at grocery stores increased. Three percent, while specialty coffee sales increased twelve percent. With specialty coffee gener, well, I'm so sorry. With specialty coffee generating one point four billion dollars. One point four billion dollars. And now on today, specialty coffee alone. Sp- yes. Now today, not, not regular coffee, but specialty coffee. Yeah, this is the fancy. This is, is our That's lattes. the stuff I like. This is our uh, espresso. Espresso. Mm, give specialty me some of that. coffee. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now uh, we're in. Currently, 2022, you know, you could be listening to this podcast at any time, but 2022 is where we are right now. Over 1 billion people drink coffee daily. Um, 1 billion. 1 billion. Uh, in the U.S., 400 million cups of coffee are consumed each day. And I don't know if you want to do the math on that, but even if you take the amount of money you would spend on a cup of coffee and then um, even d- decrease that number just to be gracious, multiply that by like 400 million. And um, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Definitely a lot of money. And what's the what's the deal with Brazil? Um, oh, so Brazil is the leading exporter of coffee, and then take a guess who's the leading importer of coffee. Mm, that's got to be us. Us? Yeah, the U.S. Correct. <laughs> For sure. See that little? Yeah. Anyways, pun most most certainly intended right there. Yes, we love we love we love all of that. So this difference between. 1995 to 2022, what, that's um, 27 years. Mm-hmm. Just an absurd Roughly. amount of coffee being drunk annually, daily. And this the coffee has really shaped our, our culture and our society in the sense that it's a part of, of most people's daily routine. Like this isn't just something, you know, it's coffee. It, I would dare say coffee is a lifestyle. Yeah, it is. There's just so much to coffee. There's different ways of brewing it. Um, there's like immersion. Um, another one's percolation. You can have different types of coffee as well. You, you have your espresso. If you want it in the afternoon, you can have your decaf. Mm-hmm. It's just there's just a wide range to it. It's like almost like a science almost. It, it oh, it's a science. It's a lifestyle. It's it's an identity. People like you know they identify with their cup of coffee. Their cup of coffee. And how I, they make it themselves. Right. Whatever yeah. method they it's use. It's an art form. Yeah, it's, it can be an art for sure. You add milk. You can make those cool patterns that, <laughs> yeah. you, that the baristas make at coffee shops. Straight up self portraits in that cup of cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, and what I want people to walk away with and, and hold on to for the rest of their lives is that this is straight up goat energy. Going back to the source, we have goats eating berries. And and think about how, how that, that goat stumbling upon that berry and his buddies showing it to his friends, how that shaped America and how it's it's unified cultures and it's it's spanned throughout the whole world and and even been a part of, of patriotism and nationalism and pride. For sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I would like to thank you, the listener, for listening to our first episode, Behind the Bean, of our brand new podcast, History Behind the Scenes, with Michael Spencer and Jacob Davis. I hope you enjoyed it, and look out for our next episode.